Oops. I left my little thing on there, did you see it, during the opening? This little thing tells me, make sure you're connected to the internet. That's what that little thing says. And I stick it up there because it, it's supposed to be obvious. And it reminds me, make sure that you're connected to the internet. <laughs> this morning I forgot to even. Oh, well. Due to Bible school. You, me, us, wow. <laughs> I can't wait to, sh to share this chapter with you because you know what? It's the last chapter of the book of Genesis. Yeah, we've been in that book for a whole year. I know. I know what you're thinking. It's been so great. And I know what you're also thinking. You're saying, well, Sonny, if we've been in that book a whole year and you're doing the last chapter today, but we still have next time to complete 16-week semester, what are you going to do? I know that's on your heart. I know that's what you were thinking. <laughs> Next week is going to be a major review. And it's going to be major. 50 chapters. <laughs> yeah, and next week's test is going to be basically, well, it's, it won't be that hard. It's still going to only be 10 questions. But I think you guys could do this. I'm going to try to divide the book of Genesis up into little segments so that you can... <laughs> 50 chapters. We've done good. All right, here we go. Now, if you recall, we are dealing with basic Bible, and we're generally talking about Genesis, <laughs> as I've already explained to you, uh, the whole year. Generally been in Genesis the whole year. And as we wrap up the last chapter this fine day, we're going to see some really cool stuff. Now, as you know, first segment, we always do the doodle. So, come on. There it is. Okay. I don't know why it always likes to hang up right there. But it does, and so it doesn't matter. All right, doodle later, doodle titi, and ready to go. Ooh, ooh. Now I'm going to get out of the way again because you know what we always do first, and that's review, right? All right, here we go. A lot to review here. This particular semester, look at all that we've done. Anyhow, okay, 39, 40, 41. Moving right along. Last one's going to be right here. I can almost guarantee it. Right there will be the one we're doing today. It's going to be right here, guys. 49. There's 50. Let's blow it up so you can see it big and proud. All right, in chapter 50, remember, this is the little icon that we have been using for, for Joseph because Joseph is, you know, coat of many colors and he gets torn and all that kind of stuff. All right, and uh, he's going to die. So Joseph will die in chapter 50. But before he dies, Jacob gets buried. That's a big part of chapter 50 as well. Remember back here in chapter 49, Jacob dies. Okay, well, when you go into chapter 50, we hear about what all goes on. They got taken back to Canaan land, all of those kind of things. That's what takes place in the first part of chapter 50. Then in the last part of chapter 50, Joseph dies. And so if I ask you, what's the last major event in the book of Genesis, what would you say? Joseph's death. Very good. All right. So what we got here is we got a coat, right? Oh, this is not a good marker. Sonny, throw that away. It's been thrown. <laughs> All right, so look, you got the sleeves here, right? And you got the coat, and it's kind of ragged, right? And it comes over here, and you got the... I'm not doing it exactly like Gabriel, but uh, you'll notice that over here, I kind of made him... He's got a little bit of a, of a bulge in his coat. <laughs> but that's so we can get the five in here. See how the five works? Look, isn't that great? I know, I know you're saying, Sonny, you're brilliant. I know, it's okay. They're going to give me the big head. Just don't say that stuff. All right, here we go. And then here's your, your, 
zero, right? Five. See, you got the five here. Everybody seen the five? Did you not see it? There it is. Look, the bulge in the jacket. <laughs> All right. And then you got the tombstone, right? And it's got RIP on it. Remember what RIP stands for? Rest in peace. All right. So there you go. You got the 50. That's the last chapter of the book of Genesis. And what's the last major event in the book of Genesis? Joseph's death. Very good. So we'll put that masterpiece right there for you to admire as we continue with our lesson. <laughs> my, my masterpiece doodle. Jacob die, is going to get buried. That's the first part of chapter 50. We're going to get him buried. And then some time will pass, and then Joseph will die. And that's all in chapter 50. All right? Pretty good. You guys did great. I'm really proud of you. Did you do as good as I did? You got your little bulge happening there in this thing? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so if I were going to give you a segment one of a view for the test that is to come, it would be, what's the major theme of chapter 50? We'll look at it. This is obviously Joseph, because that's his coat of many colors, right? And that's obviously a tombstone. So what's going to happen to Joseph? I mean, it's just really simple stuff. But also, the tombstone reminds you, too, that we're going to get Jacob, his daddy, is going to be buried, first of all, in the chapter. That's pretty, actually, pretty good. And look, you can draw the clue. I know you can, because look, you done did it. All right, that's good. All right, here's a, here's a silly. I'm going to miss this little guy. You know, he, he's done really well. Appreciate you for being with us this semester, my friend. What sound would you hear if a cow broke the sound barrier? You know what the sound barrier is? I don't either. But it's something like when you go really, really fast, there's this, this boom that takes place. Because, I don't know, you're moving from one speed. I don't know. What are you asking me for? It's a joke. What sound would you hear if a cow broke the sound barrier? Well, clearly you would hear cow boom. <laughs> see, And there's the cow that broke the sound barrier. I had him pop up here. Did you see that? Cow boom. That's what would happen because when you break the sound barrier, it goes boom. But if it's a cow, it's naturally going to go cow boom. <laughs> because it's a cow. I mean, how hard is that to figure it out? Well, thank you for being with us this time. I may keep you till next week. That'll be our... Oh, good, good. Glad. Okay, here. There you go. Cow boom. That's the funny for today. All right, segment number two. We make a memory. So we're going to dive into chapter 50 here, and we're going to say, what would make a really good memory verse for chapter 50? I'm glad you asked the question, because here it is. Right there. Chapter 50, verse 24. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, and God will visit you, etc. So you say each line five times, and Joseph, and Joseph, and Joseph, and Joseph, and Joseph. I think I know the first two words, and Joseph. <laughs> and then, if you can't get it that way, you leave blanks. See? Blank, 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 blank. See all those? And then you post it on a sticky note all over the house, and then you know the drill. And then every time you pass it, you got to say those in the blanks, and that'll help get it in your old head right there. And then I know this one, by the way. I know that blank because I've said it five times. That blank is Joseph. <laughs> you know it too. I know you're thinking yourself, Sonny. Everybody knows that one because we already said it. I know that, but I had to say it because that you know we need to know that we've said it. There it is, and Joseph. So you got the first line under your belt, ready to go. So, way to go. My question for you then for segment number two on the memorization is, come on, get up there. There it is. What did Joseph say God would do for his brothers? It was in the verse. Did you see it? 
You're going to have to go back and read the verse. But it was in there. And uh, I'm going to give you the answer because I know you've been good this semester. You deserve to have the answer. God will visit them. That's what it says. Go back and read it. You'll see. And then can you quote the memory verse? No, I cannot. But I think I can get you the first line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> going to miss this guy, too. He has been a fun little dude, hasn't he? Still need to work on your weight, son, because I'm afraid that uh, you're getting a little heavy there. Did you guys notice? Here's his paws. Look, that's the floor. Okay, and his paws are hitting the floor. Look how close his gut is. <laughs> he gets he gets any fatter. He's he going to be rubbing across the floor. He won't be able to even go anywhere. But we love you, man. We love you. Because, you look, you got the smile on your face and everything. We got a guy at the very end. He shows up when the blinds open. He's not happy. Hadn't been happy for two semesters. We've kept him around for two semesters. I think this is the last for him. You on the other, we might invite you back next time. Not saying, but we might. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, another silly. I know, I know. Hang on there. Keep your pants on. Here we go. Why can't you play hockey with the pigs? <laughs> First of all, I'm thinking to myself, who would want to do that? <laughs> Have you ever been around pigs? Number one, they stink. And number two, they're just all over the place. I don't think they'd even care. But let's just pretend for a moment you got a team of hockey pigs, and they want to play hockey with you. All right. Why can't you do that? That's the question. Why can't you play hockey with pigs? Well, it's because they're always hogging the puck. <laughs> they hog the puck. Oh, dear. Our doodle has blocked the graphic. There's our cute little pig. He's our hog or whatever. What's the difference between a pig and a hog? I don't know. But anyhow, you can't play hockey with pigs because they're forever hogging the puck. Now you can remember that one. That's not bad. You could probably keep you up. All right. Segment number three. Ponder a passage. While you sit by the pond and you ponder, you say, hmm, let's ponder. So we're going to think about, hmm, what does Genesis chapter 50 say to you and me as we ponder this passage? Well, here's five things that I thought were rather relatively important, and I've underlined all of them. And for those of you who've been with me very long, you know what that means. All five of these represent the questions that are on your test. I try to make this as simple as possible, people. I try to. So just hang in there with me, and you'll be able to hang with me. <laughs> we'll hang together. <laughs> Here we go. And when the days of weeping for him were past, that's Jacob, Joseph's daddy. When those were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If... Now I have found favor in your eyes. Please speak in the ear of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, uh, saying, I am about to die in my tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. So, as I told you, the first part of chapter 50 is all about the burial of Joseph's daddy, Jacob, or Israel. They're going to take him back to Canaan land, and they're going to bury him there. But your first question is going to be, what did Jacob say to Joseph about his tomb? Evidently, the tomb was hewn out by himself. He himself went in to this cave, it's the cave of Machpelah, and he evidently made a spot for his body, probably right next to Leah, his other his wife, and that's where he's supposed to be buried. And so he's, he's saying, Joseph is saying to Pharaoh, look, before dad died, he said, I want to be buried in the tomb that I hewn out for myself. And so he's asking Pharaoh for permission, and Pharaoh's going to say, yeah, you go up there and you bury your dad. Verse 22. So Joseph remained in Egypt, 
he and his father's house, Joseph lived 110 years. Now, I should have put the dot, dot, dot in here because you notice that this is verse 6 and then we skip to verse 22. Between these two, you've got the story about them taking Jacob's body back and burying, okay? But then, when you skip down to verse 22, you, now we're going to talk the rest of the time. The rest of the book of Genesis is going to be about Joseph. Verse 22, he's going to stay in Egypt, and he's going to live 110 years. That's a long time. I turned 61 this year, and so he's lived a little longer than I have. <laughs> Anyhow, and Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. That's pretty good, too, isn't it? Three generations of, uh, of children. And so Ephraim, of course, Ephraim is going to be the son who gets the blessing. He's the second born. He's not the firstborn, but remember how Jacob did that. Jacob said, no, it's not going to be Manasseh. It's going to be Ephraim. So Ephraim gets the blessing. And Joseph is going to stick around. He's going to live long enough. He's actually going to see three generations of, of the children. That's pretty nice, isn't it? So uh, it says the children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, that's the firstborn, the other guy, the other son of Joseph, they were counted as Joseph's own. And so Manasseh's boys, Manasseh gets a blessing as well, pretty good-sized blessing there. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will visit you. Oh, there's the answer to question number one. God will visit you. God will visit you, and he'll bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs. That Abraham, well, let's go this way. We're talking, Joseph's talking, this will be dad. Grandpa, great-grandpa, and he's saying, I want you to know that the land that was given to dad, grandpa, and great-grandpa, we're going back there. Then Joseph made his son, the sons of Israel, swear, excuse me, then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So, one day, we're going to leave Egypt. We're going to go back to the, the land that was promised to dad, grandpa, and great-grandpa. And when that happens, I want you to make sure you take my bones with you. So Joseph died, 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Embalming is a process that they do to a dead body to help it preserve, be preserved. You've seen movies and documentaries about mummies in Egypt. Well, that's essentially what they evidently did to Joseph. They probably mummified him to some degree. So his body will be preserved so that one day, many years in the future, when God does visit the people and he brings them out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses, stick with me because that's where we're going next, next semester, under the leadership of Moses, Joseph's body will be carried to the land of Canaan. Pretty cool, huh? All right, so there's your five questions. Here's your little clue to remember. All right, we got it? Good job. So, if I were going to test you as far as preparing for the final test, here are the five questions I would ask you to prepare for. You got them? Oh, I got to move on. All right, here we go. Another funny. Why was the broom late to work? One morning, the broom... Came in, punched the time clock, he was late. Question is why? Why was the broom late to work? Because it overswept. <laughs> Did you see the broom come in? I'm going to do that again because you need to see the broom come in. It kind of bounces in. It doesn't really sweep very well, but it kind of bounces. You ready? Why did the broom 
Why was the broom late for work? Because it overswept. <laughs> and then you got that little funny guy. He comes in and he says, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. That's a simple a simple little joke you can remember, too. Doing, doing, doing. Apply the why. My favorite part of our time together is when we say, okay, now, chapter 50, why does it matter? How does it change my life? Here we go. In chapter 50 of the book of Genesis, we find these words, which is the same words that you saw previously, but I want to draw you to this phraseology. Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. <clears throat> Question. Why do grandparents find so much joy and hope in their grandchildren? I got a grandchild. He's, he's, uh, he comes bouncing into my house, and first thing he wants to see is grandgram because she's like the favorite of everybody. But then every, after he sees uncle, because he really likes uncle, and, and says hello to the chickens and talks to everybody else, somewhere down the path he says, Hey, Papa! <laughs> and I kind of like that. And he comes running and jumps into my lap, and I hug him on him. I call him Curls because he's got all kinds of curls. Love the kid. But... Uh, you know, I look into his eyes and I, I see so much hope for the future. Great kid, you know, brilliant mind, good parents, going to do good things for God. I just feel I feel very confident about that. So I'm really excited for him. But uh, he also provides so much joy because, you know, he's young, he's vibrant, he's still got the energy. And Well, I'll tell you, we, he stays with us about once a week and I, he just wears me out. Because I'm old and I don't have the energy anymore, but I admire the fact that he does. You know, it's really, so he brings me a lot of joy. But here's the question that you've got to answer. How far back in your family tree can you name, oh, I'm sorry, that, that's the question you're going to answer on the test. Forgive me. That's the question. Why do grandparents find such joy? Here's just a kind of a supplementary idea to help you apply our chapter here. How far back in your family tree can you name your grandparents? Can you name your grandparents? How about your great-grandparents? You can do that. I'm really impressed if you can go back to your great-grandparents. Can you name your great-great-grandparents? That is really where you're getting into pretty good stuff. My mom loves genealogy, and she's written it all down, and she can take us all the way back practically to the Bible. She, yeah, she's a really good genealogist. But anyhow, how far back can you name your grandparents? Well, grandparents love their grandchildren. And it's the same way in verse 23, when Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation, he, he loved his grandchild, his grandchildren. And he was so thankful to have this time with his, and to influence them and to help them to become better people and all that kind of stuff. It's just so very important. Grandchildren. You got to love them. You know what I'm saying? So here's the question for your fine time with me. Why do grandparents find joy and hope in their grandchildren? What is it about grandchildren that give them joy? What is it about grandchildren that give them hope for the future? That's segment four. All right, now guys, I'll tell you what's going to happen. He'll probably be with us next time too, but then it, that's it. I'm, I'm tired of his attitude. Every time I open the blinds, he's there and he's never smiled yet. So this is it. We're done. After today. Well, I guess after next time. Here he is. The grumpy squirrel who needs, you desperately need a comb, man. What time do ducks wake up? What time do ducks wake up? I don't know. I never really thought about it, but we're going to answer that question today. What time do ducks wake up? Well, clearly they wake up at the quack of dawn. <laughs> That's a quack. Not the crack of dawn, the quack of dawn again. Quack, quack, quack. 
<laughs> and that's a cute duck, you got to admit. That duck is a whole lot cuter than this guy because he's had a bad attitude. Unreal. I've kept you for two semesters and you've not smiled yet. I'm thinking next time I might just paint a smile on him. <laughs> It'd probably bite my finger or something. What time do ducks wake up? At the quack of dawn. At the quack of dawn. <laughs> okay, guys. I know this is what you've been waiting for. I know that you're anxious to get to it, so let's just jump in there. Look at her. She just can't hardly wait. Oh, joy. It's time to test. Here are your questions, guys. Get ready to screenshot, because I'm about to give you all ten of them. Look at that one. Test 47. There's your ten questions. How many teachers do you know to give you the questions ahead of time? <laughs> there they are, guys. Screenshot that and you'll be ready. <laughs> I don't know why I can't get rid of that. Did you get them? Huh? You did? <laughs> Been fun being with you again. You know what I'm saying? Next time is sure enough our last time with Genesis. We're going to review 50 chapters. We're going to have to run like a racehorse. That didn't even sound like a racehorse. That sounded like a machine gun. I don't know why I said But anyhow, we're going to have to go fast. There's your test questions for this time. Got them? I love you guys. Sonny Child saying, be there. Matthew 16, 26.